feelings unsaid. Just lonely feelings left away in my head. Hey guys, welcome back to the Consensus Podcast. Um, before we get started, um, just the, you know, the usual, um, make sure you are following us on our socials. So our Twitter is at the underscore consensus underscore Instagram, um, the underscore consensus underscore. Um, if you want to get involved, if you want to get into it with us on uh, Twitter, hashtag consensus podcast or um, hashtag consensus podcast B2B because we are going back to basics and this is our third episode of Back to Basics. Woo. Excellent. Um, (laughs) And in this episode, we are going to be talking about local government. Um, It exists to represent citizens and provide services for a specific area. I used to think it was essentially um, looking after potholes, but it's a lot more than that. And we're going to learn about about, um, how that is um, in a bit. And obviously, local government plays an integral role in our everyday lives. Um, It's a complex system. Um, but lucky for you, we are here to explain it. So before we get into it, um, let's let's introduce ourselves. <laughs> um, so the wonderful person to my left is Aziz Minot, and I am a Green Party member. Hi, I'm Tosin Adedayo. I'm a Conservative Party supporter. I'm Mel Gordon, and I'm a Liberal Democrat member. And I am Des, and I'm a Labour Party supporter. Mel, hey, hi, Mel, hey, Mel, hey, guys. <laughs> Um, Mel has very kindly joined us today as Julia um, won't be. Um, So how are you feeling? Are you you excited to get, you know, get into local government today? Oh, always. (laughs) Prepped and pride. (laughs) Okay. So I thought it would be really interesting as a route into it to talk about our own experiences with local government um, and our local council. Um, I was talking to Aziz before um, and said that before we decided to do this I didn't really know who my counsellors were and I went onto the website and my borough website and found out um also found out that it one of the our counsellors is one of the like a girl I went to school's mom so you know shouts out to her um <laughs> so yeah it's, does anyone have anything to pitch in like what what has your experiences with it been like mm. so at first I had no clue that there were even counsellors so when I was studying like politics at a level um or at degree level I didn't know because I didn't really study British British politics but then um, I ended up working with a local councillor and that just made it really really interesting because actually it's like mini government almost um in the way that they're formed and so going into meetings which I'm we're going to get into more detail about how it's formed and what sort of discussions they have was really fun for me um and I also did a lot of casework which is one of the big um jobs that a lot of councillors do and essentially casework is members of the public messaging email emailing talking to local councillors and asking them to sort out problems that they're having so yeah um that was my first encounter with councillor life and then I decided to stand as a councillor in 2015 and then again in 2018 and on both occasions I was not elected <laughs> guys that's the time you said <laughs> oh no like, remember to edit in sad music oh. <laughs> in the arms <laughs> yeah. of, oh, <laughs> Is that local uh, government calling Aziz? <laughs> that was perfect timing. Um, I guess my the way that I got or have I wouldn't say involved, but I got to find out about local government, local council was um when I was at school, we had um I can't remember what it was, but there was something in school and they asked if you wanted to join um a youth council. And I live in Bexley Borough and I, I did then, I still do. And it's the Bexley Youth Council. I was like, oh, um, sure, this sounds really interesting. So I so essentially the youth council sort of shadows the actual the local government council and um and we a bit like local government, we sort of have different subcommittees. So there's one on education, this sort of stuff around like youth and crime. And we kind of discuss issues from a young person's perspective. And sometimes, I can't remember how frequently we did this. Um, this feels like so long ago. Um, but we would also meet with some counsellors as well and scrutinise and ask them questions like, what about this? Or put forward ideas to them. Um, so you might have heard of like the British Youth Council, which is a charity that's also been... Um, works to encourage young people to get involved in politics and gives them um, opportunities to um, find out how parliament works, find out how local government works. 
Um, and yeah, I did also stand in 2014 as a local council candidate mm. uh, when I was 19. Oh, that was wow. really fun. 19, that's prodigious. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like second year uni. Uh, fun, fun fact. I feel like I have a fun fact every episode. So maybe I should just have a jingle. Yeah, we should fun actually have a... Fun fact, Hey. I'm not going to go to singing. Um, but fun fact, I stood in the um, the ward that Pretty Patel stood in, in like 2008 or something and I got more votes than her she didn't win and neither did I oh. but I still got more votes than well her. that's all that matters mm-hmm. thank you thank I think you you're more much. qualified to be home secretary now I, I, she's always I, more qualified couldn't possibly couldn't possibly we for the friend I, I, I could, yeah I couldn't possibly <laughs> comment <laughs> on that I should neither confirm nor deny but one will take it on board <laughs> you've made your point very clear yeah. this is not the forum for it <laughs> political banter <laughs> Sorry, I've listened to a lot of Ellen Lang today. That was like a terrible impression. This is, I hope that you guys are also laughing. Yeah. Oh, this I'm just imagining this is very niche. No, oh, I, know, I know where we are. So my experience was yeah. like, Mel, keeping it on yeah. strong. Um, so yeah, I wasn't really familiar with councillors. I think they sort of, I vaguely knew they existed in the way that something was there, but I never really engaged with it, knew what they did, knew who they were, how many they were, when they were elected, all that stuff. Um, then when I joined the Liberal Democrats, I met loads of people in our local party. And after a few weeks, I realized, oh, some of these people are actually councillors. Mm. And it was through that I found out what they did, like the whole ward system. So mm-hmm. how far is this yeah. up into roughly around 20 you sort know. of districts? Didn't yeah. know that. Um, didn't know that the boundaries for those changed yeah. every now and then. And that usually the area that you grew up to, so I grew up in um, Tolls Hill, there is Tolls Hill Ward. <laughs> and like literally that the mm-hmm. areas of places are mm-hmm. wards. It was, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Um, so go, kind of going back a bit, like can someone just dis- like kind of describe what the local government structure is like? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's quite it's quite difficult because um there are different kinds of yeah. council and different kinds of local authorities. Um, but I will use um where I where I live in Southwark as a kind of example. Um so like we said, it's called local government because it's like our government and parliament and political system just on a much like a micro scale. Yeah. Um, so my my where I live is a Labour run administration, which means that Labour have the most councillors and the Liberal Democrats form the official opposition as they have the second <laughs> highest number. Um, we used to have more parties like the Tories, but um, unfortunately, well, or some might say fortunately, depends on where you stand. Um, they didn't get that elected in 2018. So we have only Labour and Liberal Democrats in Southwark running the borough and it you know functions with labor ran on a manifesto um they're going to put forward certain policies the liberal democrats will put forward other policies or um scrutinize what they do and basically just act like the opposition um so that's the political element of it then you have sort of the civil service type side where you have the actual council offices the council workers um who implement the policies and do the day-to-day stuff that the um that the that the councillors sort of you know set out in terms of strategy and direction have i missed any no i think i think you've got it in a bag really um and i guess the additional part is about the different um committees that they might sit on um so different councillors being elected will also be elected to sit on specific um committee meetings that relate to things in the local area. So, for example, planning is a huge one that always Mm. gets um, interest because there's loads of different planning applications that come through. So, for example, someone who wants to build an extension on their home will have to put in a planning application and that will have to be approved by the local council. Additionally, if um, you wanted to make uh, your the outside of your house to have specific parking, just residence parking, because you're really annoyed that there's commuters who drive to your local area, park their car, and then they leave and go to work somewhere else. Then you and your local residents might petition the local councillors to be able to get parking and they will have to sit and discuss it at a meeting. And then all the councillors will decide essentially what's going on. And so, yeah, that's essentially what Mel was talking about in terms of scrutinizing the different types of work and also getting involved in the local residents issues. So yeah, that's I think I think that's it for local council in a in a yeah. nutshell. 
certainly like a London one, like a metropolitan one at least. Um, but then you have different council subtypes. Yeah. Um, so as we've discussed, the metropolitan districts, um, they're also known as unitary authorities mm. because there's like sort of one tier of power, or one tier of government, I guess you'd call it, which are just the elected councillors. Um, but in, in rural areas and in sort of non-metropolitan, it's much more common to have district councils and then county councils. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll give an example about that, actually, because when I worked with a local councillor, there was... Um, so I was in Warwick and Leamington uh, area as a constituency where the MPs sit, but actually it was divided across. So you'd have like uh, the Warwick County Council and the Warwick District Council. Mm. So we were electing councillors to sit in both of those different places. And those are actually physically different buildings as well. And so um, when we were helping to get the county councillor elected, some of the things that he would uh discuss and try and talk about was housing at a more strategic level um and some of the things that the district council will talk about is things at more of like a local level so like local planning matters in regards to extensions as i've used as an example before but then also issues to do with libraries would be something that's done at a county level um and big contracts that could be done with like recycling and stuff like that would Actually, that sometimes gets changed. I'm not sure if that's county or count district. Hmm. Who knows how the powers are set out? It but it, but anyway, it's split. So like, although you might have the same names for some of the groups that they would sit on and discuss things, the level of detail that they'll go into would be really different. Um, and so some of those councils would be split and you'll have different people representing you on each of those bodies as well. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so you spoke about um, all you guys have been involved in um, elections in one way or another. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to talk a bit about how that works. Because I know sometimes different parts of the country have local elections at different times. Like, like where do people go to vote? Like mm. those kind of kinds of things. Like, I don't know whether you can elaborate on that. Yeah, okay. So a good example is um, with the in work in Leamington, where I worked before, they would have elections essentially every two years because for the first two years, you might be voting for the county council. And then the second in the two years after that, which are not linked at all, it's just the way in which they run. They don't all run at the same time. So county Mm. elections, district elections and town council elections are not run at the same time, but district and town councils are. Yes, district. Sorry, I was just thinking about that in my head. But district and town councils are. And so... It could mean that for a county council, because you have a seat for four years, you'll have it, say, let's say 2010, and then the next one will be in 2014. But then in 2012, you might be having a district and a town council. So right. that means that the vote, the, the resident is going to the ballot quite often. And sometimes that's what we call election fatigue. Because in addition to that, you also have general elections yeah. and referendums. You may and have a mayoral stuff. election chucked in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And how did you find like the experience of like actually campaigning? Like did people like know who you were and know like what local government was? Like, was it kind of a difficult it was quite yeah. interesting. So um, when I when I stood in Southwark, it was a year after, it was in 2018, and I'd first got involved in campaigning um, in 2017. Um, and what was quite interesting is, even though we were, were quite a large local party and we had candidates um, in all, all the wards that we wanted to stand them in, um, you, you notice very quickly that your resources and the resources that you have in a general election are very, very different. Um, although you have for a for a for a general election you'll have people being very excited they want to come along to a seat where they think you can win they want to come out and support you um, or your campaign to get you know x person x parliamentary candidate um elected for a council it's um a lot more sort of grassroots mm-hmm. i'd say or a lot more Definitely. sort of um you know you have less support from your national h from your national hq because it's basically hundreds of disparate campaigns going on on local campaigns on local issues where you will know far more than they will um so i think if you are if you are considering running for it it's definitely really fun and very interesting um but it's quite raw in terms of sort of putting things together you're the one who has to go out and knock on those doors Mm. six times a week for hours at a time with people who you either like or you don't i've always been i was really lucky and fortunate that the people that i campaigned with were amazing my my fellow 
ward colleagues, um, Tom and Wendy. Um, none they of us, sound nice. They're so nice. <laughs> they sound and, like, like, those are nice names. <laughs> and we worked alongside um, the, the candidates in the ward next to us so we could form like a cluster, oh, which okay. made the campaigning a lot more sociable and a lot more varied because we'd sort of alternate between um, our wards. Um, and I think that was a good idea because then we didn't get campaigning fatigue. Um mm. But whether or not, so some of our, like our incumbent councillors definitely had recognition, as you were saying. So if I walked down the street with one of our councillors, um, Anud, for instance, people would come up to her and talk to her and know who she was because she has a local profile. Um, I think starting out as someone who's brand new in an area, or even if you have got a history of like working on charities there or growing up there, you know, there's there's 10,000 people, I think. I think it's around 10,000. It's around 10,000 people, six to 10,000. They're not going to know all of, you're not going to talk to all of them. First yeah. off, that's impossible. Um, yeah. You can deliver to a lot of them. You can put leaflets through the door. Um, but And you can have really good conversations with people, but it does make it a lot more personal, obviously, when you're standing to try and get someone out to vote for you or your friends, as opposed to like just some candidate who you may have met a couple of times. But that was my experience. I really liked it, I'd say. Yeah, my experience, yeah, my experience was, was quite fun. As I said, I can't remember it because it feels like so long ago now. Um, but what I do remember was, um, I kind of knew that I wasn't necessarily going to win and there was a lot of political, (laughs) as you can imagine, Brexit, (laughs) wasn't Brexit then, but it was looming. So we had like a threat from UKIP and that was, you know, pre-referendum. So it was actually a very, it was a highly political time. Um, and it has been since. Um, so that made it really, really interesting. As, as a, someone who was like relatively new to, to politics, like I was my first or second year of university of studying politics and actually being a part of it. Luckily, the way Bexley ran its, um, ran its local campaign was we got to, we were given a, council, a city councillor to, sh- to shadow and basically you get to, you got to meet with them and ask them questions oh, and like good. go to, uh, yeah, they'd encourage you to go to, um, to uh, like meetings and you can even like ask questions, they encourage you to ask questions to get sort of get the flow of things. And that was quite good. I mean, I can't remember all the stuff now. But then it was really good and super helpful. Um, and yeah, no, it was fun and and recognition. Um, I think as a young, for me, it was like I was black. Or I am still black. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just Michael Jackson on us. <laughs> Wait, I am still black, if you're wondering. Um, and um, a conservative. And that, and that, for a lot of people, was shocking. Um, they weren't, I guess at that time, like there weren't a lot of, outspoken open conservatives so that would that did make it sort of a, a novelty and also I was young so a lot of people were like ah look at this person like mm. oh you are. and I see people that I went to school with and be like oh I went to school with Tossin oh look she's standing to be a counselor like there was a lot of um so I think that was unique and because you didn't get a lot of that um, and even though the, I think the sitting councillors were black, but just having a young conservative yeah. woman. So there were two. So actually on my ward, it was there was one white woman and two black women and both Nigerian. Mm. And so that was a real novelty. And and I didn't, you know, loads of people did say, oh, I voted for you. It's nice to see a young um like black women on the on the ballot but actually it's since the election i still have recognition like people still remember really? i did it i literally only did it once so like i haven't done yeah. it since um people like the like the the local shops they still remember so every time like i go to my hairdresser she's was like so the conservatives how are they doing <laughs> i'm like auntie just do my braids i i ain't got time for that i don't want to talk to you. i like literally don't want to talk to you about politics in this room but people still remember because yeah. i stood um in 2014 and actually that was the, so Theresa pierce um the former Irith and thamesville mp was um I bumped into her in Parliament doing my normal job like a while ago. Um, and she was like, I know you. I just don't know where I know you from. And I was like, oh, I stood in, in Irith Ward. Maybe that's what she's like. I have your leaflet. What? Oh my next God. to my bed like I remember next your face bed, like no, literally what? I have it in my drawers <laughs> I have questions but then she was like yeah I remember <laughs> she looks at every night yeah, before she sleeps yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah she was like I remember you from your leaflets like oh, it was really it was so yeah cute. so that recognition and also we got to meet Boris so actually yeah it was mm. actually quite a fun I got to meet Boris I think three three 
twice or three times. Um, so we went to like what city. Was he doing an Aerith? No, well, he came later to like as a fundraiser. Nice. So like, people, so he actually remembered me the second time. But the first time oh, we gosh. got to go to the GLA and find out how it worked and oh, the links course, with Bexley. He was the mayor yeah, because he was point. the mayor then. Right. So um, he got to meet with us and we got photos for our leaflets. And then he came to do a fundraiser. So it was actually quite a for someone nineteen. It was a it was a real exposure to politics and how it works. And I got to make you know fantastic links to those people and actually one of them got me my first uh like proper internship so oh, wow. it was yeah sweet. it was That's yeah so it was sweet. good it's a nice full circle so my experience of local council in comparison lo- local council elections in comparison to general elections and also regional elections is that they are vicious yeah. they are <laughs> deep like when i tell you yeah well, it's because they know where you live like because you're just you're, you're in ends like there's nowhere to hide yeah. like no it's just like people just get so personal oh, yeah I've got a story when you finish they'll yeah. be like they'll be like um okay so a common thing that people who are standing for local council elections do is that they create the newsletters right but they like to take pictures by an area or a place where yep. they have like solved a problem so just picture this yeah someone with their knee down um on the ground and then their foot and their arm on their leg, basically, and like oh. look at the ground, look at the the white lines or the yellow lines that I've created for I did this. That. <laughs> like they're just like I did that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, I did. I didn't oh, paint the road. Like, oh, did, <laughs> like, did we know this before you tried like, the podcast? Actually, I, I moonlight as a construction worker. <laughs> um, yeah, so like they will create newsletters showing demonstrating the things that they've done. So then the other political party will get the newsletter and be like this is slanderous we were the ones who worked on that issue for that local resident and then people will be angry and then some people will say she's never done anything he's never done anything in this local ward so then it gets like if you open the newsletter you might see like a few little digs um, about the other political party it's just tense and then you might even hear from the local shop person that you regularly go and drop leaflets in that you know a different political po- let me just say labor labor has been like <laughs> it was i was hating labor i was just like we're all just trying to do a good thing for the community and all you keep doing is worrying about the green party and worrying about the fact that we've done all this work and you're angry that we're saying that we've done it and you don't believe that we've done it but we've done it like give us a break right it was tense it was i'm, I'm telling you it was tense and to deep and you have to deep it right like i know not everything is about money but on the grand scheme of things councillors don't draw a salary they get an allowance mm. based on the work that they've done so if you're someone who's self-employed you'll understand like getting expenses essentially that's what they're doing they're calculating all their expenses and getting that money back so the maximum for some areas that people can get is around ten thousand pound and then for some other areas it's like twelve twelve thousand pound so we're talking about ten thousand pound twelve thousand pound as like another job that you do on the side and you campaign so hard mm-hmm. to try and win and you're basically got beef on your doorstep like every day like you're hating the other political party it's actually really deep and it gets proper personal so yeah, yeah. what was your story yeah um oh yeah so well this one wasn't the councillors but it's just i guess because because of the work that counselors do because it affects people sort of on a day-to-day life like it's you know sometimes we talk about politics and parliament being so far removed mm. well we don't have the same issue with counselors because it's literally mm, yeah. your doorstep like if your bins aren't taken that's something that you can smell and you yeah can- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> over to the counselor's house <laughs> yeah and like you know if the roads are bad for example yeah. like that's something that's visible and obviously education some councils they have they look after after that or even housing mm. so these are the things that affect people on a day on a daily basis and they rightfully can feel like really charged and really emotional yeah. about it um anyway so there was like when i was standing i think i asked a question and like this random guy he had a blog in um bexley and like he he anyway i was called the c word of the month can i say i don't think i can oh my yeah, god it was like mm. the month um rise with hunt um <laughs> rise with jeremy hunt <laughs> um and yeah, like I had my photo and like just like name. And I guess that's one of the things that scares me because it scared me then. It was like, my address is on like the ballot. Yeah. Like yeah. you can see, like that does scare me. But um, they've changed that now. So you just have to put if you live in the. Yeah. And you can yeah. use like the 
the the, the association, yeah, yeah, which I saw and I was like, oh, nobody tell me this. Um, so yeah, so like that, I was like, that was my first like, I have I have haters. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's a, I must be someone. That guy is a hobby. Yeah, That's wild. They literally like will be tweet. They tweeted at me like, oh, come on. I was like, bro, That's so rude. I'm I'm 19 years old. Why are you thinking of this? <laughs> is that um, how you sounded when you were <laughs> No, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> From Ensbrook. You want some? I'll give it yeah. <laughs> give it yeah. <laughs> put him up, put him up. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so yeah, I guess, yeah, local council, I guess it can be really vicious. Yeah. But as we said, it's because these are, one, these people are essentially volunteers. Like yeah. they are volunteering to help people. So you can imagine that they spend a lot of their time and everyone, I don't think, you know, people, because as we said, there's no real money in it. So the only thing that you probably can get from it is, one, the status of being a counselor. I guess mm. we can talk about that later. But also, the, like, solving issues in your mm. local community. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see why people will get, you know, sort of like really emotional about it because it mm. does affect them and they do care. And they are spending a lot of their time. Like, I'm glad I didn't win, to be honest, because I was like, mm. this is a lot of work. Like you have to go to meetings. You have to deal with casework. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have like, to continually communicate conv- with your residents. Yeah, like well. you basically, yeah. you're basically like in campaign mode the whole time. Yeah. And you have to, you know, you get invited to things. You have to go there as a counselor to open, yeah. you know, certain things. And there's a lot that yeah. goes with it. And, and it's a relatively short, like, term as well so people so are just like kind of I think it, yeah, four, it's still four years I mean I guess, yeah. I guess that's yeah it goes very yeah. quickly yeah it? but yeah, two, in, in, almost yeah. 18 months since Come. since the 2018 local yeah, elections yeah and it was like really thinking about it yeah, yeah. But, and also sorry oh, okay yeah. you go just like literally a quick point but also because we've talked about the different sorts of layers of local government these councillors are also campaigning for other things so mm-hmm. now for example yeah. we've got the GLA elections like these councillors are the same people that are going to be campaigning for their candidates um, in London and you've got the you know the mayoral elections the regional and combined authorities they will also be campaigning for all these elections as well so it, it actually is quite burdensome and it's a lot of work yeah I was just going to say, because we've been talking so much about like the sort of divisions that can come up from it. I had some quite nice experiences with um, the Labour Party who I was running against in oh, in Southwark. Nice. Um, in my ward in particular, I can't speak for all of them, obviously. <laughs> um, but because there's like, you know, main points where you meet where you meet your volunteers to go out. So you you have a schedule for when you go out and campaign. So it'll be, oh, on Mondays, we're meeting at six at X place. On Tuesdays, it'll be you know, half six here mm. or whatever. And you sort of send that in, out in advance to your volunteers and just hope that someone turns up. Oh my gosh, the um, hope. The hope. Um, but sometimes, you know, obviously yeah, the other party would use that as a place to meet people. So you just both kind of be standing on either side of the station like, <laughs> Looking what's up? How you doing? It's cold, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and most of the time they'd be perfectly nice about it and quite funny. Or if you're with a councillor as well and they're with a, and they're a councillor or with councillors, they'll talk about some council stuff. Mm. Um, but one thing that was really nice was... Um, on on the day where you get on election day getting out the vote we were you know it's, it's quite mm. a big ground operation so you will have volunteers that you get over the day and you just basically send them to go to knock on the doors of the people that said they'll vote for you and you just say have you voted for us yeah have you voted yet and you just kind of keep doing it unless you just kind of decide not to um until they're called tellers right tellers at the polling station yeah so yeah. knock it's called knocking up Knocking up. Yeah, it's the lot. It's the last. Oh, oh thing. yeah. When you do, yeah. Oh, sorry. yeah. Sorry, I'm talking about. I was out. Yeah, yeah. It's ignore cool. me. I will. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were in a block of. We were sort of in an, an area with like loads of blocks of like private, yeah, private flats, which are impossible to get into in a nightmare. And every canvas is worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, dum, dum, but when dum, you get dum, in, dum, 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 but when you're yeah, like, yes. you're like, I got a hundred <laughs> leaflets. <laughs> So, um, Everybody, you get one. Everybody. So I noticed. Yeah, I wa- no, 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 it's fine. Sorry, just in terms of time. So I was walking around with one of our volunteers who ran over to this woman with a leaflet and said, "Oh, excuse me, excuse me, have you voted Lib Dem yet?" And I looked at her and I was like, "No, no, that's the councillor that we're running against." Oh my god! And she burst out laughing. The councillor and she said, "Do you know what? It's so nice to see a young woman doing politics." Aww. And she held the door open and let our volunteers go in to canvas Aww. her block. That is very. I nice. mean, she probably already worked it, but it was still a nice. <laughs> it was still a nice <laughs> gesture. Yeah. You know? And I saw her this year at the um, the count for the, well, not like this year, last year for the 2019 general election. And we had like a little sort of, yeah, it's not going mm. our way, is it? <laughs> 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 kind of chat in the toilet. Oh yeah, no, yeah, you do make loads of friends. Like I remember, because I think I stood against like a Benner, who's now the era of the Thames oh, with MP, oh, yeah. um, then. Um, but now, like literally I saw in Parliament the other day, I was like, hey, what's up? 
Like, hey, like, like, leaflet in a drawer by my bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, did you? Did, did, did what Teresa does that picture look like? The picture, I slayed in that photo. I'm still, thinking, trying, like, still trying to recreate that hair. I hold can't on. do it. But. That means you need to find the, a copy of that leaflet and put it on our Twitter and Instagram. I think page. I have, yeah. I, yeah, I have, I should have it somewhere. <laughs> Is that actually your background? <laughs> <laughs> I think I have it. <laughs> um, well, something you said something really interesting about um, the status, and you mentioned that Preeti Patel ran in your like council mm. um your ward sorry so i kind of wonder what the relationship is like between like national and local government because obviously that's a route like once you're a councillor that that is like kind of springboard to national politics um but I well, wonder, it can be it, yeah. ca- it can be i, I guess it can be your detriment as well yeah yeah get stuck in there for ages yeah you can get stuck and also you could get um you can get ousted by your local party not obviously from the Greens, obviously. Um, but yeah. for example, there's ca- basically, there's a whipping system in local government as well. Mm-hmm. So a whip is a person from a local party that kind of tells everyone how to vote um, and tells them what they should be working on, etc. And and what they're, and make ensures that it's like alongside the agenda of the national party. So there is a direct link between what the national party wants and how it disseminates information down. But additionally, um, because some people may come into being a councillor by being independent, so like they literally just run as an independent. They say, look, I want to put myself forward. I don't want to represent any political party. It's really interesting because actually it's harder for them to then make the springboard up into national or regional government because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have that structure. You don't have that support. You don't have that real deep and necessarily a necessary operational mechanism helping you like get further up um and and a fun fact actually is that within all the councils in london haverin um haverin has the most amount of independent councillors and residents associations so if you live in a particular area you and your particular residents like neighbors and stuff might get together and be like you know i hate the people that's running this area let's just do something about it we don't want to be political we just want to run on this particular agenda and yeah haven has the most amount of both of those groups of all local london um councils and that's important because actually that's unheard of um normally it's really really difficult to break ground in a in a council so the fact that some people can do that is really good mm. and it's also encouraging to others like if you really care about your local area and you want to see change in a particular field and you don't care about a political party per se then that's definitely a route that's plausible and possible yeah and because you mentioned also that you know people get irritated because of the bins and stuff let's say i'm my name's billy i'm really upset about the way that you know there's so many potholes outside my house like what what can i do about it like i don't know how to contact my counselor do I contact my MP? Like, how do I, what are the, dif- like, the divisions of power and, like, how do I actually, like... Well, hi, Billy. Hi. Hi. All right. Hey, what's up? <laughs> so if you want to find out, you have to, first of all, find out which local authority you live in because you might not, you might not know. So there is, if you go onto, if you just search, you know, Google is free. Um, if you just search. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. She just jumped out there. <laughs> well, Billy. <laughs> but if you, if you go on and you just search... Um, which ward do I live in? Which borough do I live in? You know, the, the government website will come up, gov.uk, blah, blah, blah. Um, you enter your postcode. If you don't know your postcode, ask someone you live with or ask your neighbour. <laughs> Maybe pothole shouldn't be your first borough. <laughs> I'm just trying to live my life. <laughs> and then you'll find out there where you, which, you know, part of the country you, you live in. Um, and then you use that, find your borough, which should be part of that whole postcode. I've, I've gone too deep now. But basically, <laughs> use your DNA. <laughs> Swab your mouth. Have you heard about the archives? Yeah. Anyway, so once you find out your postcode, <laughs> which you already know, and then you um, <laughs> you can go to the Gov website where you put it in. It comes up with your with your borough. You then go to the borough website. I mean, this is one where I've done it. There's probably a quicker way. <laughs> um, once you get to the borough website, you um, you again enter your postcode and it will tell you who your local councillors are. And then you click on the little email icon and yeah. an email thing will pop up and you can tell them. Email? Them. <laughs> but so, so it's not something I can go to my MP about, for example. No, or- but a good thing to know is that if you go to your councillor about these kind of issues and there's no movement, you can go to your MP and your MP can then lobby your councillors to get a move on, mm. basically. But as we're talking about councils, 
you might not be talking to the right council. So you might be talking to the town councillor and that might not be the right person to help you. So then you need to go one step up, which would might be the district councillor and then go one step up and it might be the county councillor. But essentially the person who you get in touch with, if they can't help you, they should redirect you to the right person. Additionally, before you even get to an MP, you might have a regional council, which we're going to come to in, a, in another Back to Basics series, um, episode, sorry. And the regional council are like the London Assembly and they're like a middle belt. Not everywhere across England has that, but they could be the next person that you get in touch with before you get to the MP, essentially. Mm. Um, so again, I'm going back a bit, but I wonder, so you were talking about kind of campaigning and people knowing some councillors and not knowing some councillors, but I wonder how like partisanship like works on that kind of low level because I think, you know, you're campaigning on things that are, like things like bin collection and stuff. So I wonder whether it's still like people that you are talking to are still quite like hardline party supporters or whether it's a little bit more fluid, if you if you get what I mean. Because I I don't know, maybe it's still, it still is. I think if you look at the situation with local councils recently, where in 2010, I believe that they were getting their budgets cut from central government, it meant that essentially they had to make really tough decisions on mm-hmm. issues such as what we've discussed before in previous episodes like youth services. Youth services is fundamentally something that the local council funds and if they don't have money from central government then they can't fund that thing. There's certain things they just have to make a tough choice about and I think it was really difficult for some councils where they knew that youth centres wasn't a statutory thing. So when I say statutory it means like something that's mandatory that they have to provide And as a result of that, they had to make cuts. And some of those came at the expense of youth services. Now, some of those local councillors may not have agreed with the decision to cut it. But as I said earlier, they have a whip. Mm. So you may have to fall in line with the whip or potentially be deselected at the next time you come to be, you want to run as a councillor. So that's one element. But also... Uh, councillors have the ability to abstain. So when you vote in every voting system that we have in uh, in Britain, you can vote in favour against and also decide to abstain. So where certain decisions are made that may not be in direct alignment with their local residents, they may decide to abstain rather than voting against it and being um, overtly, what's it called? Overtly against their own party, basically. Um and so it does Overtly make it rebel. Thank you. That's yeah. the word, the rebel. Um, and so that's why it's a bit difficult sometimes for councillors because as much as it's something that they want their re- they want to do on behalf of their residents, they don't always have the freedom to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, that, but that's just how it works in across different political parties. But as I said before, Green Party don't have a whip. Yeah, and I I wonder what like with the I don't know. You can't call them constituents. Can you call them constituents? Yeah, they are to some extent. I think they broadly kind of stay the same. Mm. One, because a lot of people actually don't, I think a lot of people actually don't know like the difference. Like a lot of people just don't. I remember doing, I can't remember what it was we were campaigning, but we had to be explicit to people and saying, this is not the general election. This is the local elections. Um, A lot of people don't know. They just see like, like Labour, Conservative, and most of the time they do vote according to what they wouldn't vote for nationally. But I guess councillors are slightly different as well because if you have that sort of one-to-one engagement with them and that personal connection and you know them, you're probably more likely to vote for who you know. Mm. So it doesn't really matter. Like if, you know, if if someone knows like a Labour person and they would vote Conservative on national, at a national level. But if you know the person, you know they're doing a great job, you might be like, oh yeah, I'll vote for Bob. Yeah, Yeah, he's a great guy. He's done fantastic work. He's got, you know, my potholes solved. Yeah. then yeah, so I think it's it's both, but I think there's a lot of people. Yeah, naturally people do get confused, yeah, it, yeah. especially when you have sometimes you have local elections on the same day as general elections. Yeah, that are blows people's minds. Like, <laughs> it's just like they're just like, what? What is life? Like, what is this? What is that? Um. So yeah, there's a lot. I guess that, that there's a lot of miss. Like 
information and education that probably yeah. we could probably do. And I guess a, f- a figure to back that up is that at local elections, you may have an average turnout of 35% mm. in comparison to a general election, which may have 65, 70% mm. in some yeah. places. And so that just means that there's a lot more work that we need to do in t- in telling people and educating people that actually these people work for you. And there's three councillors to one ward. So if one person can't do it, like surely someone else should be able to help you. Um, And there's hundreds of people, as we mentioned earlier, like civil servants who work in the council who are there to support you anyway, like regardless of whether your council councillors are there to, to listen to your concern. They are staff members who are not political at all and they are just there to do their job and make the services better. I mean, if it's down to like budget lines or um, particular decisions that the council have to make, or the, the council elect have to make, then that's something obviously that staff can't do because they get um, instruction from from the chair of the council, basically. Um, but leader. otherwise, yeah, the leader, sorry. Um, but otherwise, like, they're there to help you as well. So we really do need to do more about, like, teaching people about the this particular segment because essentially it's the thing that will affect your life the most. Mm-hmm. I, I often find, it's like... Visible, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. where a bus stop is placed. So I did a petition in my local area to move a bus stop because it's... Anyway, let me not get into it. But um, it's just not by... Okay, no, I have to tell you. It's not by the train station, right? So we have a few buses in our local area, but one of, like, two of them are not in the... By the train station. And for me, that seems quite silly because you should create intermodal shifts. Um, And so I wanted to talk to my local area about it, but essentially that's not a decision that my local council can make. But I wanted to encourage the local councillors to see this as an issue issue sorry um and then push it up to the mayor of london tfl etc um but that's just an example of like where you need to pull power and work in a in a campaign sort of way in order to encourage and bring about change but if you don't know that there's someone that you need to speak to before you get to the next step then you just kind of miss it yeah 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 um i was also wondering about money so you guys all ran for um for your local council, I wonder if it's because of the the pay that you would be getting. No. Well, all, actually, all the, now all I was a student, so yeah, I would have helped. <laughs> <laughs> I think if someone gave you Indomie packets, you'd be like, "Yes, yeah, I'd be like, thank you." Pay, so pay much. me an Indomie, please. Because <laughs> um, I know that you, pay, so like the councillors will pay a tide to the party. Is that? Yeah, it's an important source of funding for local parties if you've got councillors. Yeah, um, and then also like we were saying earlier with helping out with different campaigns, they are the most some of the most committed party members. Because they have to be to maintain, like it's quite reciprocal. So if you go out and campaign for someone, then they'll come out and campaign for you, Um, Mm. which is, you know, an important transaction. It's fair. It's fair. It's an important transaction. Um, um, Sorry, I've lost my point. But yeah, the money bit is useful and it's important because it can encourage people from lower income backgrounds or those without income to go, well, I'm more than happy to give up 20 hours of my week to help other people, but I also have to live um mm. so you know it's a good way to incentivize people to to run for council and to retain their interest in being a councillor but also being an important source of income because councillors come from i'd say more diverse backgrounds than mm-hmm. MPs. yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. and that means that well <laughs> more more or less yeah yeah um you're, you're likely to have quite a wide breadth of breadth of your community stepping up to be councillors and i think it's fair that they're remunerated for the um, yeah I don't think we do enough for councillors. I remember writing in the most recent, so the Greens of Colour, the group that I chair um, for the Green Party, it's like it represents BAME people. Um, and I remember writing in our commitment document that actually we do need to do a review of councillor salaries because I think the the remuneration is a barrier to some people even entering into that field who would be probably great at it and just amazing, but they just cannot use that as their sole income source and as a result of that we lose like a potential great asset and and even more diversity within Mm. the local council councillors because actually it's seen in many parts of England as something that is there for retired people because they have more time yeah um whereas you know people with care and responsibilities would probably be great to work on the council because partly they might need to look after a child or an elderly person and then they may have some time to you know, tend to go into council meetings, but at the current salary is, I don't think it, it does, I don't think it yet meets the threshold to be as inclusive as it could be. And also because it's so 
um, with any political, any political going campaigning for any political office is so time consuming. But council council elections for some reason just seem so more Much time more, consuming yeah. because you're creating all of the resources yourself and you're having to find extra volunteers and you're having to infuse people that. It just puts a lot of people off um, and it just seems like such a minefield to get those majority, roughly around 10,000 people, the majority of 10,000 people to vote for you and to actually like win. Um, And so I really think that the government should be looking at doing a a review of the salaries and seeing if that is a true barrier for people. It'd be interesting to see like the work on that. Yeah. Question. Do you think, because a lot of things I see, well, I, I don't know whether this is just my own personal thing. I don't even know if this is a conservative way of thinking, um, but I'll check that internally <laughs> with myself. Internally. Uh, <laughs> um, but do you think like councillors should have, there should be a, a, a term limit? Because some people, so, as you said, like some people are just like, oh, I've got extra time. Maybe I'm retired. Maybe I retired early. Maybe like I retired at 50 or something. Like, oh, I just get a nice extra 10K. Um, I could do this for like twenty years or whatever. Um, like, do you do you do you guys think that there should be a term limit? I mean, this is I I personally, if I were, for example, if I were an MP, I would give myself. A, I'm saying this, mm. hold me to it. Whenever I become an MP, when she's finally a dictator, <laughs> um, I think which, like which literally, like I would give myself like a like a three like three term, like fifteen mm. years. So I just don't feel like I think for personally for good democracy and to remain in touch. Um, with the people and to keep you on your toes as well is to have like a like have a term limit because some councillors have been there for years yeah. like mm. literally there and and because of their status within the local party like no one's thinking about moving them on yeah. and giving other people a chance and they just like hold up and you can see them sleeping mm. in like council meetings <laughs> like dude come on like this is like important for people in you know in the area but I don't know what you guys think I don't know I can see the merits of time limits but I'm not really really sold on them I think from a democrats wait wow yeah no president for life <laughs> like I do think there's merits I think it's how it's implemented so this mm-hmm. is the liberal democrat me I want to see uh-huh. the details okay <laughs> I want to know like I want to see the receipts want to see those uh so yeah I kind of I do see the merits of them but at, uh, yeah, it's like how would it be implemented and I think there could be other safeguards to stop people from mm. I don't know like greater transparency I think would be useful so if you're able to promote more about how x person x counselor only turns up to 20% of the meetings or something mm. like I know yeah. you can't always find to get like people to care about that kind of stuff mm. um but, but maybe, that happens and but maybe really nice. yeah but maybe also maybe maybe uh, as you're right like transparency but maybe and then if you have someone who's rubbish you're stuck with them for 15 years if they keep getting but then again, yeah. if they keep getting re-elected because the electorate want them. Yeah, or, 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 yeah. Or, well, yeah, yeah, and also because people are just used to them. Like, oh yeah, it's all Bethy and um, Betty. Oh, she's she's just gonna do it, isn't she? She's always spinning around. Let her have it. Um, <laughs> but what I was gonna say is, what you could do maybe transparency around again. You goes into, but maybe transparency within like the local parties on selections and why people select. Because I imagine like, oh, this guy's you know he's done a bit of campaigning for us. Is my you know. Yeah. I, I like him. Uh, do you want to be? And uh, do you want to be a counselor? We'll put you on the candidates list. Like, is maybe there needs to be some, like local parties should. I don't know what it is. I'm we coming all up need with policy standards. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'm coming up with policy like right here. Um, <laughs> but we need to like I don't know how to engage young people and try and make it more transparent that this is an option for Change them. I think the salary, for man. me, I you know. By team, like I was literally, I did some campaign and they said, Oh, would you like to try it out? And I was like, Oh, yeah. And mm. I actually had to, like, I had an interview for it. Mm. Um, I don't know, I guess you guys did, did you? I did, yeah. No, did I had a Hustons. Yeah, so I had like an interview with like different, like, counselors and they asked me like different questions. And that was really good. Um, but I feel like. But was that good though? Because having an interview for something, if you are a young person who's never had an interview before, who doesn't know about like, the right thing to yeah, say. Yeah, but they did. Would that be a good thing? Because mm. one of my friends who went as for an interview in the same sort of role for Labour, like they asked her a question. Oh, you know, sounds like a great out for Labour today. Sorry, yeah, no. but I'm I'm just stating facts in it. Like this was from my point of view, and yeah. they must have said to her, if you were to, if your local residents wanted something and the local party didn't want it, what would you do? She was like, obviously, I'd 
go for my local residence? They were like, yeah, no, sorry. Oh, wow. I don't know. It's like not um, knowing the, I think the, the int- rounds about it. Well, I think I always believe in people being honest and being themselves. And if people if people want you to say the right things, but it's not what you believe in, then why Like, why should you? Point? What is the point? Like, if, if you know, I would agree with her. Like, why wouldn't you put your, your residents voted for you? And if you want to change their lives for the better, those are people that you're yeah. serving. So I don't see her, I don't see her answer as being wrong. Yeah. I see the way that they reacted to it as being wrong. Yeah. Like they could further explain why we need to work with party and explain the role of part of local party machinery. Mm. But I don't think that it should be something to disbar people. I think people should, particularly if you're young, like be yourself. And and if that's what people want. Councillors are normal people who mm. have an interest in their community, who understand how it works, who understand the needs. And I don't think that you have to be something that you're not. Now, if you want to be an MP, that's a slightly different, a much yeah. higher yeah. Um, barrier to, to cross over. But I think... Yeah, the interview process was nice. It was good. Oh, that's, yeah. that's good I that you enjoyed it. That I knew, so that helped. Like, because I knew the interview. <laughs> yeah, I knew there was that. It's the local party, though, isn't it? It's the same people that you see when you go out <laughs> yeah. canvassing. You go out for a pizza or a drink after yeah. canvassing. <laughs> They're yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, and also lost a lot of weight that some. So oh my god! So maybe I should. If you're looking to lose weight, I would highly <laughs> recommend being standing for council, like walking around, walking so much walking the, the hills, people's like doorsteps, and like dogs barking at you in the rain, in the cold. Yeah, I lost so much weight. Well, I think. Sorry, sorry go. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. Do you know what? Tell me about canvassing as well. Is that you really care about letterboxes? Like, yeah, like ah. where letterboxes are situated and the <laughs> way they just my fingers. they damage your hands. The ones just, at the bottom. Why? 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 <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember <laughs> your mail being delivered by ants? Like why? <laughs> so last year we so nearly got rid of those letterboxes from future doors because there was going to be a piece of legislation that was going to say letterboxes have to be like literally it was state intervention on letterboxes and I was so happy for it and then it all fell apart like government yeah. fell apart so. Now yeah. you still have to live with bring the fact it back, that bring people it are making doors and putting letterboxes on the bottom. <laughs> like, it's sideways. not cool. Your door doesn't even look nice anyway. This isn't uh-uh. Hollywood. Like, chill. Okay? Chill. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> yeah. On that very politically <laughs> salient. Me, on, that, issue. on that politically salient point about um, letterboxes. Um, that is it from us this week. Um, once again, if you want to get involved in the conversation, hashtag um, consensus podcast and hashtag consensus back to basics. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we shall see you very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.